Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. after 405 so every day right here we bring you midterm mayhem mayhem baby the madness the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election all right let's kick it off chad with uh the raid the raid heard around the world yeah so about this time yesterday we got word that uh the fbi went to mar-a-lago and uh they wanted to take a look around they wanted to go and uh, and find some stuff, or they 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 thought they 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 had something on Trump, and they went in and took about twelve boxes of stuff out. Okay, so let's get into this first. Well, okay. This is what disappoints me most about politics. Okay, you've got you've got um, how many people out there who just you know they're Democrats and they just hate Trump. This is made. Their life. Yeah. This has made their entire life. Until he's either dead or behind bars, they won't sleep at night. They're so happy. Because you know what? They, oh, I know he's guilty. No, you don't. First of all, you don't know he's guilty. Second of all, you know, if you're going to put that much energy into hating somebody, uh, I don't know. That's not me. That's a lot of energy. Let's go to the other side. If you're on the right, well, he's innocent. I mean, the FBI obviously overreached. You don't know that either. No. You have no idea. Okay. So for me, you know, and how I feel about Trump, I don't hate him. No, I don't hate him either. I don't hate him enough to root against him here, and I don't like him enough to root for him. Because to hate him would be energy that I do not want to expel. Uh, to love him would be energy I do not want to expel for somebody, A, I don't know, and B, who plays <laughs> zero part in my life whatsoever Especially right now. Okay, you can have some strong feelings for something when he's president. No doubt. He's not president anymore. Right. It's time to move on. I think it was Wayne of Wayne's World said, it's time to get the net, Stacy. It's over. Mm. Why can't we just wait and see what happens? We don't live in that world. We live in TikTok. I live in, everybody lives in 10 second bites now. 15 okay. second bites. I need to know what happens now. Well, well, I would like to know what happens too. I mean, I would like to know why they went in there and did what they did, because everybody's saying that, well, this doesn't happen. This is this never happens. OK, that's true. This is a different cat we're talking about. Yeah. In Donald Trump. Yeah. OK. I don't know if he's I don't know what he's holding in those boxes. I have no idea. But I'm not willing to say he's innocent or guilty. Uh, and I'm not willing to to watch this like I'm watching a football game and I'm rooting on one side. It's just pathetic to me. Yeah, take off the red and the blue and ask yourself this question. Okay. If he is guilty, if they find something and he has to go before a jury of his peers, which I wouldn't even know what that looks like at this point in time, uh, and they find him guilty, you're not going to accept that. Okay, well, that's <laughs> insane. But you should if indeed that's what it is. If... They find absolutely nothing. You need to get on with your life and realize that maybe, just maybe, politics was a lot more, uh, a lot more of a force in in chasing Trump than than you know that maybe you realize you thought you were coming to get the bad guy. Mm. Uh, so, but people won't, man, and and they're not going to. And I think this energizes him, and I think this energizes people that are on the fence about him because they're going, oh man, again, again with this stuff. You listening to midterm mayhem. We bring in the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Um, so let me show, just show you kind of what I found. OK, if Trump is going to run for president again in 2024, 
right? There are some experts that have come out and said, hey, um, there's a section and a title of the United States Code that makes it a crime if someone who has custody of government documents or records and willingly and unlawfully conceals or removes them or what have you. Destroys them. You can't run for office again. Oh. You are disqualified from holding any office under the United States. So, I mean, we can go down the conspiracy theory. Um, and, you know, I don't even think I should say conspiracy theory. Let's say that Trump, it's a witch hunt. Let's go down that road for yeah. a second. Okay, let's say it's all political. They have nothing on them. And they're just trying to screw them. Nothing they can prove. I mean, you can right, say right, we right, got right. this. It's like it's like OJ. I've always said this about OJ. Do we all believe that OJ killed his wife? And yeah. and yeah, could we prove it? No, they couldn't prove it in a court of law. So at this point in time, no, he's not a murderer. No, he's a murderer. You can say that all you want, but, but, but if, if he broke this specific law, it's like section, I'm reading, right? Yeah, but, section yeah. 2071 of Title 18, you know, it's a specific law in question of the United States Code. I'm just saying, if we're going down the road of they're going to try and politically stop him from running for office, that's the way to do it. Yeah, but if they find him guilty of that, you're, you're, now you're running into a situation where, so when the Republicans get in, they can raid everybody's house that they feel may have something. And if they find something, then what? Cause you know, as even, uh, Brad Garrett said, our yeah. former FBI, every one of these guys has taken something home. And if it's silly stuff like the UFOs, which I think it is, then, uh, you're I saying just, that Trump, taking certain things home and putting in those boxes and all that. Here's the other thing, though, Chad. How does the FBI go in there if they don't know exactly the goods that they've got on them? Because, like, how would they know they have the goods? I don't know. There you go. There's got to be somebody on the inside that would be it. telling them, you know, uh, maybe uh, maybe you, you, you befriended somebody who works inside of Miralago. It has nothing to do with politics, uh, but they think they've got something. But, you know, it has to, it, it's, it either, this is, tell me if I'm wrong. It either has to be huge. It has to be such a big deal. And if it isn't, the FBI just fell right on their face. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It better be huge, yeah, right? You better have, you better have a conviction here uh, that is slam dunk. Otherwise, and you know what? I have seen plenty of, Democratic leaning people have been on television the last 24 hours saying this is not a good look. Uh, if they've overreached here and they're worried about them overreaching, mm. this is going to come back and bite the re- Democrats in the butt like you could not believe. And I think that may be true. And they're also, you know what? Uh, uh, the, the warrant people are saying how it's kind of super vague. And just as much as Brad Garrett said, I had to go do this, that, and the other. I've heard several FBI people say it's not that hard to get a warrant. Okay. Well, they better have something big. Yeah. Because that's why you go into a former president's house and break into a safe. You've got to have some sort of intelligence that what he's ha- what he's holding is criminal. And boy, if it's not. <laughs> All right. That's uh, midterm mayhem. We bring you the uh, madness, the mayhem. What do you think happens if it's not? What do you think? I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, it plays right into Trump that uh, everybody hates me and they all want me out and they'll do anything that they can. And it's a witch hunt. But if you're the Democrats, do you feel a little nervous that they don't got the goods and it's going to come back and land on them? Why is it the Democrats who supposedly have the goods? Isn't it supposed to be the FBI? They're not Democrats or Republicans, you would hope. Well, I mean, they're the ones in power and people, they've been chasing it for four years. So Mm -hmm. I think it all rolls downhill. All right. Coming up right now, it is time for Five Spot. Chad, if you remember yesterday, um, we were asking teachers to call because there's a school district out where you live, four-day school days, okay, four-day school weeks, I should say. And a lot of the teachers we talked to liked it. We're going to turn this and flip it just a little bit. If you're a parent of an elementary school child, we want to know if you're for or against four-day school weeks for your kid. Do you think that would help? Would it make your life crazy? Would it make your life better? Is this something you think your child would learn more? Parents of elementary school kids. 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-5827. All right. Five Spot is next. All right, five spot where we put five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. So yesterday we asked five teachers to call and said, would you be interested in a four day school week? Um, There was some mixed. There's some were yes, some were no for different reasons. Uh, The the school district out in Casa Grande are doing a four day school week. We talked to one of the principals at one of the schools out there and he said, hey, Teachers are energized by this four-day week. Let's turn this on its side. Parents of elementary school kids, are you for or against a four-day school week for your kid? 277-KTAR. Jason in Phoenix, you're first up. For or against it? Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a weird one because uh, I have a wife who's a, who's a school teacher. They teach a four-day school week. And my kids enrolled, but I also have kids in middle school that are five-day. I think I'm against it, honestly, though. Uh, I understand where the teachers are coming from, why it's a great thing for them. But I think it takes precious time away from uh, our kids in the, in the schools, time that they could be learning. So I, I think I'd have to say I'm against it. All right. So that, that extra day is huge, says Jason, for the kids. Especially considering what we went through with the kids not being in class for so long. I think that that has also been something I think a lot of parents think about. Elizabeth, in surprise. Hey, so what do you think of a four-day school week for your um, kid? Would it I'm work actually, for you? No, I'm actually against it. Um, I have a special needs child, and he needs a lot of structure in his day. And if we were to just have four days, that just doesn't work for him. Okay. Four, okay. Yeah. So here's part of it, Chad. Here's part of it. We're trying to figure out, we have this catastrophic shortage here in Arizona of school teachers. How do we keep teachers? And it seems, at least in Casa Grande, that, you know, they were so shorthanded last year, but they said, four-day school week. And more people, more teachers said, I like that. And now they're fully staffed. So how do you figure out the teacher shortage? Is is like, is the magic potion a four-day week? That's kind of why we're we're talking about this, but also now we got to talk about how it, it affects you as a family. Absolutely, but, you know the cost of childcare, things of that nature, all play into it. Plus, your kid's going to be at home. Uh, John in Queen Creek, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm with uh, what Chad just said. My son just went into kindergarten, and we're saving like $260 a week. So there's one day a week that we got to pay somebody. Like, it's not 260 but at these times, it's it's money needed. So I kind of am against it. I'd like the five-day week. Yeah, right on. I think you're going to find a lot. Of, thanks so much, John. I think we're going to find a lot more of that, uh, you know, that people, you got to figure out what to do with uh, with the kids. Steve in Arizona City. Uh, AC City Valley, there are people. Oh, jeez. Uh, Steve, hey. uh, what say you? <laughs> hey, hello from the uh, beyond the Valley of the Dirt people. That's right. Um, <laughs> we have it already out here, and we love it. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, definitely we know you have it out there. It's amazing. But why do you love it? Because our first three callers are like, eh, eh, I can't find somebody to look after the kid on a Friday. They need that extra time with the teachers. Why do you love it, Steve? Uh, more time with the family. I mean, we get, it's like basically a three-day weekend for them. Every week we can actually do things. It's, it's awesome. How do you do things if you're working on Friday? Uh, well, you know, like my wife doesn't work, so... She goes out and does things with them. I got annual leave, so I'll keep time off, and we'll go out and do things. It really does open up a lot of things when you actually have some time to go places. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Valley Dirt people. Uh, and you know what? It's interesting. Uh, you know, again, uh, th- I will say this. My stepkids and my child, they're so energized for school when they go back after having a few days off, more so than just a you weekend. like the four-day week? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm okay. good with it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, again, but it's, it's got to be... You got to be learning as well. There needs to be showing that your learning uh, needs to be tied in with this. Uh, Lisette in Buckeye. So we uh, we totally love the four day weeks. Actually, so the pros from the school that my kids go to, I kind of added the hours because I don't know if the whole valley does the same thing. Uh-huh. But out here, they actually do the four whole days, and then Wednesday it's a half a day. Well, my kids actually go longer school days from Monday through Thursday, so we actually don't lose on any like teaching. Education Educational time, but then we have three-day weekends every weekend to do stuff. Uh, and I know they do offer here before and after care, and also like Saturday care, probably a lot cheaper than like a daycare. So our program is awesome. Cool. Right on. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, five calls on five spot. Uh, you have uh, kids in elementary school four against the four-day school week. We'll continue to talk about it. Is it? Is that the perfect way for a kid to go to school and learn? Is it the best for the kid? Is it the best for the parent? Is it best for the teachers? Uh, we're, fine. We're, we're learning a lot over the last two days about this. All right. Coming up next, um, let's get back to Trump, the FBI. Do they have dirt on him? Uh, why did they raid Mar-a-Lago? Uh, and what if they don't find anything? Is the FBI in big trouble? We'll talk to someone who is with the FBI for 21 years next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, they uh, stormed into Mar-a-Lago yesterday. That's the storm. Thanks a lot. The yacht rocked in. (laughs) It's not a raid, it's yacht rock. Well, earlier today, uh, we talked to Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. But this is a guy who's got 21 years at the FBI, okay? And so we wanted to ask someone who's got that type of experience. And, you know, I think it was your question, Chad. You said, listen, as a former FBI agent, what was your reaction when this happened? Uh, You know, you were thinking what? And here's what Brad told us. 
I'm thinking that they really have some big time incriminating evidence. Because I will tell you, the number of lawyers that would have had to have approved this search warrant, starting with FBI lawyers, then uh, Department of Justice lawyers, and then the scrutiny of a federal judge. I mean, all of them are going to really, really focus on how much stuff do you guys really have? Because, like you said, highly unusual for, for obviously, for anybody to search a former president's house. So that's I'm, I'm only suggesting I don't know the evidence, of course. We, none of us really know. Other than it must be really tight and, and, and super corroborated to, for them to be able to convince all of these lawyers. And let me tell you, getting through the Department of Justice lawyers, I have had to do that in highly sensitive cases. Obviously, I've never searched the president's house. But some really sensitive, and the hoops I had to jump through just in that case, I can only imagine what it would be like to search former President Trump's house. So let's just say for the sake of argument, outside of the, the 15 boxes, there is no incriminating evidence as far as crimes that he's committed. He took those, but that's we're talking about you raided his home. What happens at that point? Because if the FBI swings and misses here, the American people, even some that aren't fans of Trump, are going to start to say, eh, this feels really political. First of all, let's go back to the basis of a search warrant. You have to convince all these lawyers and a judge that, and the word is likely in the law, that likely you will find evidence or information of criminal activity or criminality. Okay, so let's start with that. Again, none of us know the facts here. So when you work off of that, they would have had to convince these lawyers and a federal judge that based on the information they have, and this is going to be based on a number of things. Let's start with whatever the National Archives folks seized back in, I think, January or February of this year. You start with that, and then you start breaking down interviews of, I assume this happened, this is what I would have done. You start interviewing aides and people that were directly around the president during those last several months that he was in office. And you will corroborate or not certain things he said or he did, etc. All of that would have to be in this warrant to convince these folks to say yes to search his residence. So, so we'll see. Could it be a swing and a miss? The answer is, of course, yes, because you're at the mercy of what people may have. And this is not a reflection on the former president, but is anybody. They get rid of stuff. They get rid of evidence. They get rid of whatever it might be that's potentially incriminating or illegal. So, so we don't know. Well, obviously, if that if they hit the ball or they did not yesterday. All right, we're talking about why did the uh, uh, FBI raid uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago home? Brad Garrett is our guest. Thirty-five years total in federal law enforcement. Twenty-one years in the FBI. The FBI's never raided a former president's home, right? I don't think so. I mean, I will tell you, when you just focus on uh, presidents taking documents, taking things they've written or their aides have written, my guess is that's fairly common. Yeah. No matter who's 
an office, okay? But this apparently, and again, I'm only going by what I read, and is that this reached such an egregious level of the amount of classified stuff that was taken. And they would, let me hit one other point. Okay. They would have had to have articulated what they have found so far in classified documents that came, that, that maybe were in those 15 boxes, maybe other things they found, maybe other people have directed them, like former aides of President Trump, um, to different places to corroborate what may or may not have been taken. Talking to Brad Garrett, uh, former FBI agent from over the ABC News. Uh, you're kind of our go-to when it comes to a lot of stuff like this. And and so what's the next step, right? We've heard, you know, uh, let, what is the next step about, hey, what do we find out what happened? Uh, is there going to be charge? I mean, how long does this usually play itself out? Could there be more raids on his properties? Well, maybe. I, I think that you're not going to find out anything quickly. Hmm. The, the, the affidavit for the search warrant will be sealed. And the reason it will be sealed is that they're talking about classified documents potentially here. So I don't think that will see the light of day probably for quite some time. It, it, your question about will there be action taken against anybody, the former president, people around him, that's really hard to say. I, I will throw this out that they did open a criminal grand jury to focus on this case to get documents and so forth so there is a grand jury that's looking at the stuff that the FBI is finding so at some point will they make a decision to charge somebody or not maybe I just don't see it happening with a lot of speed because you know this is <laughs> this is a really difficult ball to hit and you know you, you better have the best team that you can put together and the best evidence you can have before you even go to the plate. Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst, 21 years in the FBI. Brad, thanks for your insight. Appreciate it as always. Anytime. Take care. Yeah. Better have something. There's going to be a giant mess for the FBI. It just It's hard for me to believe, Chad, that they go in there and lay an egg. Like it's so dangerous for them to do that. The 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 peop, the, the way that we'll look at the FBI if they went in there, and I don't know, they went in to screw around. They went uh, to screw it, them it is over. not hard for me to believe that uh, that they would overreach. I mean, government has overreached on numerous occasions, and you know, but if they if there is nothing, and if. You know, it's funny. People are like, well, he took documented. He's a classified doc. That is, that is the, you're really, really reaching at that point. Better be something big. It better be something big other than he took stuff that, you know, we deem super duper, and, duper and double get classified. A, te- a technicality that he took stuff out of the White House that wasn't really that important. Yeah. And that's, but, but on a technicality, they can nail him on a crime. But then you're also opening yourself mm. up if you're the Democrats and people on the other side that, oh, they can start, uh, you know, and uh, look, it's Capone. I've always said this. They never got Capone for anything. They got him for tax evasion. They sure did. They never got him for anything like real murder, trafficking. All the, they got him for tax evasion because yeah. you don't mess with the IRS. Yeah, that's why they're buying more ammo than anybody else, which right. is kind of scary. Skaters and Chat Show, Arizona's news station, KTAR News, ninety two three FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Mash it up. All right, Scottsdale, number one. The number one pet-friendly city in the United States. Who 
was I ripping the other day, Becky Lynn from Scottsdale? Oh, I remember. Um, it was uh, it was Kyler Murray. Remember Kyler Murray when he signed his big deal? Uh, he brought his dog to the press conference. Oh, that's right. And it made me think that's exactly what every person in Scottsdale does. They bring their dog everywhere. Hey, I got to go to the dentist. My dog is sitting on my lap. Hey, I want to go to the uh, I want to go to to Fashion Square. Well, you can do that. You put your dog in a little a baby a baby stroller. Oh, God, dog stroller. They have specific strollers. Oh, for, they do. Pets. Isn't Fine. that weird? They do. I, I think I've told you What's one the time. Difference? What's I saw the... a Louis Vuitton one. Oh, gee. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. My, Which uh, must have cost what ten thousand dollars. Jack and Lily last week they went into the uh, Louis Vuitton store. They were hanging out at the at Scottsdale, you know, and, and they had one of those for cats too. They got a, they, oh. but they got the strollers where you then take the bag out of the stroller. It like clips in. Why? I don't think I'm going to Scottsdale anymore. I know they got all the great restaurants and it's hoity-toity and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, everywhere I go now, if I go to Scottsdale, everywhere I go, there's always a dog sitting next to me. And it's is ridiculous. that dog really bothering it's not very you? nice to say about it. Is it really bothering you? Oh, sorry. Yes, it is. Why? Because I don't, I, I, don't want a, I don't want a dog sitting next to me while I'm trying to eat lunch. He, let's remember this, Becky, he of, oh, I wiped my banana off with a, you know, Clorox wipe. I did do that. That's true, but that you were worried about COVID. You weren't worried about dog germs. I'm not worried about dog germs. I don't care if they. I have to dog. I, so you I just like, don't like dogs in general. No, it I don't want me, dogs. Chad, does he doesn't like dogs? It sounds, it sounds like that. No, it sounds I like he's a, he's a pet hater. No, I'm yeah, not a pet, pet hater. hater. I'm not a pet hater. I, I hate cats. I don't like. You know that's well, obvious. Uh, they called you and they didn't them. like you. Um, I just don't know why, if you live in Scottsdale, where we're talking about the most pet-friendly city in the United States, Scottsdale, yep. Arizona, yep. why you need to always take a dog with your dog with you wherever you go. The mall, the store, the grocery store. I mean, come on. You, you know, the movies. It's ridiculous. Have you ever seen the people that have their kids on a leash and their dog in a bag? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Is it just like the millennials that are doing? No, it's no, not no, just millennials. No, no. It's, it's because people they bond with their animals in such a way, and they believe that they're, they're they're they should go anywhere. Look, my Norman, my giant lizard, he can go anywhere. He is totally pet friendly. I mean, he's people friendly. You can pet him. Are you putting him in a stroller and no. taking him to the first of all? He wouldn't fashion? fit in a stroller. No. Secondly, and by the way, if you think it's weird, oh, there's a dog that's so cute. A six and a half, seven foot lizard gets a lot more attention. Than your puppy. Might Dogs, eat your puppy. though, develop a bond with people. And so, consequently, if you're not at home a lot during the day and the dog is already staying at home, and then you come home at night and you go, you know, I'd like to go, let's go out again. Now the dog has to stay mm. by him or herself again. And that's why. That's okay because it's a pet. No. No, it, they, they bond lose their mind. They go neurotic. They, they actually do. And they, have, and they don't have a sense of time. They think, well, this person's never coming never back. Never coming back again. That's why they're so thrilled the minute you walk back in Wise the house. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. Gatos, I found one of those luxury pet strollers for oh, you. Thank this you. is costing us. $400. Nice. Oh, nice. That's solid right there. I thought that's actually cheap. I, yeah, I was going to say, that. that's not the Louis Vuitton. How much do you think the Louis Vuitton is? Oh, I got a five Thousands. Yeah, it's money well spent. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody enjoy your dogs out in Scottsdale. I'll be at lunch on Saturday somewhere. Bring all your pets. 1400 for the cat Louis Vuitton, by the way. Go to restaurants in Scottsdale. It's like eating in a zoo. Ah, look at the way he did that.